fitness centers across the country have been hit particularly hard right now. Many places are giving away equipment to members to use in their homes, unsure when, and in some cases if, they'll be able to open their doors once again. Other gyms have found themselves moving online, offering virtual classes to members and the general public. But even this takes new infrastructure, equipment, strategy, and a fair bit of expertise. So what do you do when you have none of these things, but only this one option left? Luke Milton, the founder of LA's top fitness center, Training Mate, knew he needed to act quickly. His three locations and its entire staff's livelihoods were depending on him. Luke tells me how he started streaming classes in 12 hours, why empowering his employees was maybe the best decision he's made, and how he's bringing the community experience to his online gym. I was really inspired by Luke, and I hope you are too. I'm Megan Keeney Anderson, and this is The Gross Show. I have been having the hardest time waking up in the morning, motivating myself to actually like go for a run or do any sort of physical activity other than staring at my home computer. And so I'm hoping you can give me some advice right off the bat of, you know, something easy I can do after I wake up to just get moving and get some energy. Yeah, absolutely, Megan. You're not on your own there. Everyone really struggles in the morning and that's outside of a pandemic too. So it's just been really exacerbated. One of the things that I really love to do, and I love to get people in the habit of doing that, as soon as we wake up, it's actually, I stole this from a girl called Mel Robbins, but it's the five, four, three, two, one, go. And you just get out of bed and it works an absolute treat. You sit down and then you just do your 10 squats, 10 pushups, 10 sit-ups, done. <laughs> okay, that is good advice. I feel like my dog would really like that too. I feel like he'd get very much into it. So right now my current path to waking up is basically having him whine at me until I grab the leash and go out the door. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Just a quick fire to wake your metabolism up, wake your body up and just wake yourself as a human being up. And you do it in almost an unconscious state so that you don't even have time to develop any anxiety about it or to sort of be uh, deterred from doing it. Simple enough to actually work. Thank you for that. All right. So before we get into your work with Training Mate, I want to take a step back and talk about your early career in professional rugby. Tell me about that experience and, you know, what do you think you learned most from this point in your life? I've learned that I loved it, but it's really funny whenever I think back, it's never the sport that I miss about professional athleticism. It's always the guys and the camaraderie of the team that I miss more than anything. So I learned how to work in a team. I was very fortunate enough to learn how to lead a team. I learned about myself how much I need a team. And effectively, that's been translated across into my business life as well. The need that I have for a team is almost front and center of everything I do. Yeah, so that personal connection uh, being sort of at the heart of, of what you're trying to do there. Um, all right, so I, let's talk about Training Mate and how you took that passion and that connection with your teammates and channeled it into this, this budding company. For those who don't know about Training Mate, can you just begin by telling us a bit about the company? Yeah, for sure. Look, Training Mate is group fitness. So we're based out of Los Angeles. We have three studios and are growing. uh, And we've just been named as the number one studio in Los Angeles. So something that I'm really, really proud of. Yeah, thank you much. But what makes Training Mate so different is that we genuinely believe in, we build communities. We love our communities. We embrace our communities and we take a lighthearted approach to fitness and to getting people to achieve a healthy lifestyle. 
Now we're all stuck inside. Take us on an imaginary journey to one of your fitness centers. If I were to step inside, what would I see? Yes, that's so cool, Megzi. From the minute you step in, you're greeted with an awkward high five. <laughs> that will be now it's going to be an air high five with social distancing, and you usually will be get given a nickname. So you would be Megzi off the bat. <laughs> we are very. I think it so fits that we take down the walls of intimidation because people, including me, will walk into these places feeling really intimidated, and whether right. we're good enough, healthy enough to do it. So we take all of that out. And then you're greeted by usually Australian or foreigners with a terrible accent and we just have fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that feeling very well of walking in and, you know, not knowing exactly where to start, but only knowing, feeling like you stand out. So I, I can totally see how that would, would translate into a welcoming environment. So if you take, go back to the start of the year before people even knew the word COVID-19, what were your plans for the business? It's so funny, Megs, because this is a huge year for us. So we started January, February going nuts, absolutely nuts with utilization, revenue, everything going through. Um, And this year was a big scaling year for us. We identified New York as a target market and to also increase locations in Los Angeles. Oh, you're going to expand. Yeah. So January and February, I mean, we blew everything out of the water as far as projections and really felt confident with that plan to put in place. Fast forward another couple of weeks and March. March hits. Yeah. And and so obviously things had to change. Yeah. So March 16th, all gyms are ordered to close. What was your first thought? Do you remember? I do. I remember we were sitting at home uh, and it was this is the first time in seven and a half years that we haven't been able to open the doors and deliver that fitness experience for people. And I remember it was about 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night when we got the news up at our house and I I, 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 yeah. I felt very uncertain as to how to lead all of our staff and how to lead our greater community. And I, I just had a few tears start running down my face but I couldn't explain why because I wasn't, I was physically showing things before I was actually feeling them. Yeah. Well, what I did, what I always do, I jumped in my car and I came down to training mate West Hollywood and I just sat here and I sat in my little safe place and it felt great and I just got very clear as to what we needed to do, how I needed to step up and lead, just really break down what was happening in the world and that this was actually a bigger thing than myself, my family or even training mate. This was a bigger thing that was happening in the world to our greater community and I genuinely believe in myself as a person of service and I want to serve people and that's in the healthy lifestyle realm. And I was like, okay, now how do we do this? How do we continue to serve people, albeit in a very different fashion? Yeah, I think that's so important to have that moment of digging through the layers of this and the self-reflection to figure out how to lead again. Because I think... Leaders in particular, they they get hit with a crisis or they get hit with the need, and if you and they don't oftentimes have that moment to wrap their heads around it before they then have to go communicate to their teams. And I think that makes all the difference sometimes to be able to almost like physically broaden out perspective inch by inch uh, to give you a, a lens through which to talk to your teams. Yeah, absolutely. And look, one of the benefits of social media is that you can communicate very quickly. Yeah. First thing that I did was I jumped on Instagram and we made an announcement to our greater community about what we were doing at Training Mate. And that felt like I was in control of something that was kind of uncontrollable. So that actually uh, gave me a little bit of confidence moving into that next chapter. Yeah. 
Well, let's actually talk about that pivot a little bit. So you know you can't operate in your physical locations. And so you decided to do something you've never done before, which is move to online classes. You'd never had online classes before, not as a sort of secondary stream to your in-person. This was a very first time choice and you had to make it in, I would imagine, 24 hours. So it was unbelievable, Megs. And and again, this is why you just have to be so resourceful (laughs) in business, even if you don't have the resources. We, We pivoted within 12 hours. We actually started filming our first online content within 12 hours of getting that news. So basically about 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night, we got that news. We were down in the studio uh, packing some things up, making sure the cleaning's over there, and we filmed uh, on an iPhone the first mate to go. So no film crew, just iPhone with what you had. Exactly right. And then, uh, you know, as I believe in, you put a certain energy out into the world and and people respond. Now, we had a couple of employees of Training Mate really step up and be like, hey, I know how to do this part of it. I know how to do the filming. I know how to do the editing. I know how to do the lighting. Hey, I've got some lighting from doing self-tapes at home. We've got this. We've got that. And within a few days, uh, we progressed into what I consider something I'm really, really proud of. I think it's just a phenomenal uh, product that we've got right now. And that's all the evolution of people just being resourceful, showing initiative and stepping up when, when we've re- really needed them. So how do the classes themselves work right now? Yeah, so mate to go is an online training mate class. Effectively, there are two trainers on camera, social distance, we're about eight feet apart, but mm-hmm. we run through an entire program with limited equipment. So we use resistance bands, loop bands, and sometimes a jump rope. So it's all about making sure that people can do this in the comfort of their own homes or wherever they may be with limited equipment, but using what I consider the best gym in the world, your body, uh, as a resistance and as a way to really engage our cardiovascular system as well. So so many people are getting more in shape now because of the consistency of the workouts when they have time and freedom to do whatever they want, whenever they want. So it's a really, really cool program. Now, the best part about this, we do it at 9am every morning. Now, even if you can't make that, no matter where you are, that specific time, no matter where you are, they live on our website. So you can jump on the mate to go website and we have now got 52 workouts up there plus specific ab exercises, like specific ab workouts that are only 10 minutes. We've got specific interviews with doctors, uh, recovery programs where we do a rolling session, stretch session, a warm up. It's all there and it's live for you to watch whenever and however you want at your convenience. Nice. And is this a members only thing? Are you taking subscriptions now for this or is it free to the public? Yeah, so we're actually taking subscriptions now. So we started it off just to service our members and our members have just been so fantastic with their support. Like talk about a humbling experience, the amount of members that have reached out with personal just signs of just commitment to us and for us have just been so humbling. But the Mate to Go program itself, yes, it is available. It's $99 a month for full access. We are giving it complimentary to all first responders and healthcare workers, which has been something I'm really, really proud of. We've had a lot of people take that up and we are still servicing our members as well. Yes. What are some of the things you've heard from your members? Just the appreciation to still have or still be in touch with Training Mate. We are a very fun, loving, positive company and experience. And I never took for granted how important that was for people and to myself as well. And 
people have just been reaching out with so much appreciation, like so many emails has been like, thank you so much. This is one of the more difficult times of my life that I've been through, but I know that I can log on to mate to go at any time and still hear those voices, those accents and those terrible jokes. <laughs> and that at least gets, gives me an escape for an hour of the day. And I'm just, I'm really proud of that because I think Megzi, as you know, in a time like this, it's so unprecedented, not just with the pandemic, but with the effects of the pandemic, there's no sport anymore. There's no movie theaters yeah. that we can go to for that, uh, you know, that vibrant escape. We've lost that ability to do that. So that's what I think training mate and the mate to go program, particularly that's our responsibility. And, and that's a feedback that we're getting from yeah. members, the appreciation on how seriously we take that responsibility. But how do you recreate that magic? Right. I mean, the, you said yourself that the, the thing about rugby wasn't just the sport. It was the camaraderie. It was the team. You talked about how when people walked into your setting, how the setting could kind of envelop them and surround them with this culture. How do you translate that culture into a medium that is designed to be kind of one way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had this idea for four or five years, but my big concern was exactly what you said. How do we get that feel of training mate into someone's living room or through a medium that we're not used to being? We're a very people, uh, person dense company. Now, as you've seen, Maisie, I'm not amazing at technology, right? But we've learned how to use it and adapt to it. So like on our platform, we have a live chat room. So you can get on there and you can in real time be commenting to us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comment on the, the terrible joke or, or you know, comment on how sweaty you are today or how difficult this one is or just how much you didn't really feel like doing it but now you're 20 minutes into it and you feel amazing like and then we have the comments going in real time back to you and I love that we've been able to identify that and actually be able to create and provide the service and the experience of training mate and stay true to our brand because that's what I was really worried about going into it. Yeah it's interesting to sort of see how an idea of community can expand and in new ways So we've talked a bit about how a business can pivot in a time like this. And I think that is an incredible story, but I'm really curious on just a personal level as someone whose work is sort of built on community being together, how has this been for you personally? Uh, That's a great question. Look, it's been very inconsistent. Some days I'm just blown away. Actually all days I'm blown (laughs) away by the support of our community. Every single day I get an email or a social media message or something that just just reminds me how special our community is. Uh, I think at the start I felt an overwhelming responsibility to our staff, people, yeah. you know, and there was almost a guilt associated there. It's like I don't have the answers yet. I don't think anyone had the answers initially of how we were going to get through this how long this was going to go on for, what we were going to do to make sure our staff were always taken care of and that they could at least pay their rent or pay, you know, for food and all these things. So that really weighed on me personally very, very hard. Um, I lent on my wife a lot with that and we together we came up with a really good plan. Now that was the mate to go. All of those proceeds go back to our staff and supporting our staff through the time. So that's really, that was really important to me. And that made me feel a lot better. I felt like I was in control of helping people. Yeah. I I wonder if you have, so there's a lot of businesses right now who need to make that pivot. They they're in the same place. They're panicked or worried about their staff. They don't know what the future holds. Do you have any advice from what you've learned in even just the first stage of this kind of transformation that you can offer to them in thinking about how they can evolve their businesses? 
Yeah, definitely lean on people. Be transparent with your staff. I think that so many times we confuse leadership for um, taking on every problem yourself. Mm. Lean on your staff. And I know with us, we have had people that work at Training Mate that have stepped up and shown us skills that we had no idea they had. And it has been a game changer for mate to go. So be open, be honest, communicate with your staff and ask for their assistance. Be open, be vulnerable, tell people what's going on. I think that the true characteristic of a leader is to communicate and that's not always positive news. But yeah. be open with what's going on with you personally and what's going on with the business. And you know, never know who will be out there that will have an answer to the question that you have. I think that's really good advice. Now, what about a, a lot of people are struggling right now with, you, you know, you want to paint a picture for the long term, but they're struggling with short term loans and relief funds and trying to work with banks on them. What's been your experience with navigating the financial side of this with banks? Yeah, Megs, yes, it's a really important one for small businesses. Um, I've got to say, you know, we were dealing with one of the big banks and we just could not get any help from them whatsoever. And we did everything on our end to, to facilitate a very quick and should be seamless process the way the government had set it up. Yeah. I actually pivoted halfway through it and I changed to a smaller regional bank and they have been nothing but amazing from the communication to getting our PPP loan through, which was a game changer for us. But I've got to say, I'm very, very disappointed in our previous bank. Not only the lack of service they gave us, but the way in which they did that always very generic, impersonal responses, always with the undertone of, in my interpretation of it, they don't care about us. So that being said, yeah. for every down day, there's an up day. And I've learned a lot about the banking system. <laughs> and isn't that interesting though, Luke, that community, small local banks, once again, saves the day. Megs, this is a, this is a, a common thread with us. And this is a lesson that I'm going to remember to remember. We will be supporting the smaller businesses and the community-focused service businesses uh, after this is all finished and all over because they're the ones that have stepped up in this time of need. Yeah. When our web designers heard what we were doing for our staff, uh, this is a company called Bold, they were like, absolutely, we want to jump on board and help because we think what you're doing for the staff is so amazing. So yeah. we will build out the platform for mate to go on us. That was, they did that for free. Oh, that's incredible. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like you guys are the, this is the best, you know, like people are still good. Humans still want to help other humans and just give them the opportunity to do that. And it's been so funny. The guys that we pay an absolute bloody fortune to month on month, after month, after month have been nothing but a grave disappointment. The, you know, the big companies that should have endless resources and they're the ones that have really dropped the ball on this. And we'll be remembering that all the way through. Yeah. But I do believe that small businesses have the power to vote with their business. As one, we may be insignificant, but as a whole, we are absolutely significant. That sounds like drive, Luke. That sounds like you're ready for the future. Oh, trust me, Megzi, I really am. And I think <laughs> that, you know, it may, be a different, uh, it may be a different landscape, but I think that it's one full of opportunities and full of really, really positive energy coming out of it. I think that we're going to see initiative come out of this, opportunities to expand come out of this, opportunities to develop meaningful long-term relationships with companies like I just spoke about. Yeah. Now, of course, there's, there's more than a chance that some of these smaller businesses, some of these restaurants, entertainment companies in particular may not make it back. And I'd love your thoughts on just, you know, what do we lose as a community, as a society, uh, if 
many of these smaller businesses have to close for good. Megzi, you just said the key word. We're at real risk of losing the community. And I think we have to spend a second just to think about how important a community is to people. Now, I've always lived under the philosophy that a healthy lifestyle is physical health, social health, and mental health. Now, I don't think we can underestimate how much a community impacts our social health. If that mum and dad restaurant that we all love going to, that we feel a part of the furniture, that we feel very comfortable, like we don't have anxiety or any negativity associated with that, if that closes down through lack of funding or lack of support, that's going to impact our social health, our yeah. lifestyle. So if and when anybody can, I think it is imperative and it's almost our responsibility as citizens to support the small businesses in our communities. Now, if we can do that and we as people can stand up and make a huge push to movements, that helps. You know, otherwise, there's a real risk that our communities are dictated by just huge corporations, which I'm not, I'm not against big corporations, sure, but yeah. there is a, a sense of home. There is a sense of feeling of safety that are associated with small community businesses. And for the ones that don't come out of this, don't underestimate how big of an impact that can have on our lifestyle. So it's so important that if you can support them in any way, shape or form. It could turn into a renaissance for small local businesses as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really don't want to, you know, it's, I always hear it, oh, one person can't make a difference. You absolutely can because a group of one people is a very powerful thing and we can all have a voice and we can all make a movement. We can all change whatever we need to change. Thank you, Luke. So where can people learn more about signing up for Mate to Go? Absolutely. So mate2go.trainingmate.com. That gives you full access to all of our workouts, all of our platform on the Mate to Go website. If you can't afford it, we totally understand. Follow us on Instagram and we'll give out some tips as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Luke. I got a new nickname out of this. I got a better way to get out of bed in the morning and I got a a story that I think will carry me through the rest of the week. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time with us today. Hey, thanks, Megzi. Thanks for having me, mate. I really appreciate it. Today's episode was written and produced by Matthew Brown and featured music from Tyler Litwin and Synchronize. If you haven't had the chance yet, hit that subscribe button to follow the show. We're rolling out all new episodes as soon as we have them finished. So by subscribing, you'll never miss out on a new episode. We'll be hearing from bookstores, coffee companies, and so much more. And lastly, stay safe out there. We're all in this together. I'm Meg Zikini Anderson, and thanks for listening. <laughs>